I just wanted to jump on and do a quick uh, Easter message because it's uh, Easter. I know we celebrate Jesus and him dying and being resurrected. So just wanted to, I mean, it's not like me bearing my testimony back when I was like Mormon. It's more just me talking through my thoughts about religion, Jesus, kind of if there's a bigger picture, if sometimes we get locked into an idea and just love to live in the idea of something, almost like an ignorance is bliss. Like I don't want to know or look any further than right here because doing that would be like the matrix. And then you end up in this shitty little spaceship thing with these sentinels attacking you with a big thing in the back of your head. <laughs> but hopefully you guys get something out of this. Um, I do appreciate you listeners and uh, hopefully you guys have a great rest of your month and week. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. All right, so it's Easter Sunday. So I feel like not talking about Christ and like the whole reason we celebrate Easter was not appropriate considering I have a podcast. And so I've been thinking about Jesus. We went to church this morning. I was in a group chat with my brothers and just like some different topics and conversations. Like me and Kelsey talk all the time about everything. She probably gets really annoyed with how like deep I try to get with everything. But I was thinking about the concept of Jesus and like it was a good lesson today, right? Do you think? But we were just saying how it's like, it's so good, and then it seems like so big. It's like Jesus is everything. Surrender to Jesus. Give up your control. Let Jesus save you. He's everything. And like once you finally like surrender to him, like life will be beautiful, right? Isn't that kind of how he makes it sound? And I was just saying, like, I bet you anything, because I was reading this book, and I'll have to get the name of it, but there was this like basically miracle worker not too long ago that was documented that was like taking tumors out of people's heads and behind their eyes with like spoons and like I fact checked it. This was a few years ago that I read this book, but I mean, I found like a lot of articles and a lot of information about this guy. And so I was just thinking, I mean, if there wasn't media and books and this and that, that got circulated really fast right now, couldn't that guy be assumed to be Jesus? If like his little community of people saw him working all these miracles and saving lives and like healing people. And maybe when Jesus was alive, there wasn't like a lot of miracle workers and people documented, but maybe there was more than him. And that maybe Jesus actually would be uncomfortable with how we worship him. Because when you go to these churches and everybody's like, Praise the Lord that Jesus is my savior. It's like me personally, if I was like a God or like the head of something, I would kind of want to be like low key, like not really recognized because it would make me feel uncomfortable. And like everything we've heard about Jesus makes me think that he was humble. He's like a carpenter and he like lived a really humble, meek existence. 
Like, he didn't wear fancy clothes. He didn't, like, ride a fancy horse. You know, like the Ferrari horses? There's like the Ferrari horses, and then there was like the Volkswagen bug horses <laughs> back in the day. Can you see Jesus riding a fancy horse around with like metals and gold chains and Blonde things? hair that's all braided nicely. You see Jesus being braided hair? No, the horse. You see Jesus riding the braided horse? Yep. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> Who braided it? Yeah. Is he riding it fast? I know. I don't think he like rode a horse. He like walked around and preached, but I don't think I've seen a picture of Jesus on a horse. The only point I'm trying to make is he was a humble dude, and I think he would be uncomfortable with how Christians worship him. Like, get baptized, accept him. If you don't accept him, you're gonna die. Or you're not gonna be saved. Maybe he's like, yes, everybody bow down. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I am amazing do you think there's any way that's the truth it could be could be i'll be kind of a weird god though if he wants that yeah he i understand could. if he just gets it he could want it because we're dumb enough just to do things because we're stupid humans we're dumb <coughs> and then we're like the lemmings we just copy like everybody else it's so weird you know one time i did a post and i put in the bottom of the picture, I photocopied somebody else's picture with like 2 million likes. Uh -huh. And then I put it into mine. Yeah. And then it kind of covered up where you would do a like. And then I got like more likes than I've ever gotten on a picture. Because other people are seeing that people like it. So they're like, oh, I have to like this too. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of stuff like that. That's so weird. It's like people don't even know what's good anymore. All they know is that, like, they liked it. I like it. It's like the trend. Jesus, me like Jesus. I you like Jesus. I like Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's annoying. Like every trend out there. What are you going to say, like, though? What trend? Oh, just all the trends. I can't hold it. Okay, but I, they can't I'm hear tired. you. If you're going to talk, though, I need to get a little closer to you. Anyway, my thought process behind starting this was just, I think Jesus was a really good guy. I think there's a good possibility he died and then resurrected and like we get to live again because of him. But I was saying I find comfort in Jesus because he died and he seemed at peace with the idea. Like when the guards came to seize him in the garden and Peter chopped off that one guy's ear and then Jesus like healed the guard and said, we're not going to do things this way. We need to surrender. Like, we need to surrender, and we're going to do this peacefully. And then at the end, when he's on the cross, he says, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So to me, I take it as he really, truly cares for everybody, even the people murdering him. He feels like, I'm sorry for them because they don't even know what they're doing, but, like, let them do it because... Maybe in their life, they'll get a chance to realize that what they did was wrong and be forgiven and be saved. And maybe Jesus's example was what we were supposed to get from him. And I do think he passed on to another life. But I think the idea of reuniting with your body and the resurrection is almost 
irrelevant. In my personal opinion. But do you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So I feel like the idea of the resurrection, like you join with your body again, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. A lot of people get their body like cremated. So it's going to be like this magical wizard wand that like goes, and then like the dust forms back into your body. I just think your spirit's going to continue somewhere, which would be just as cool. Why do you have to be like you if you aren't anything? Because we're really just avatars for our spirits. You know? Like, is this Tyler or is this Tyler? I'm saying that's why it's like everybody wants to get so caught up on the idea of like Jesus and like Buddha and Kashmashi Frashi and (laughs) Zeus and all the freaking who the hell knows their name gods you know and they want to get so fixated that they're right that they forget about that it doesn't really matter (laughs) you know it just really doesn't as long as you have a belief that like something good happens after this why do you need to know and pretend like you know everything else what is the need to need to know everything but even if they pretend to know everything they actually really don't know everything so why do people want to pretend like they know everything exactly what i was just saying to you before we started this yeah i said i can put some energy into this, but I cannot put my whole life, yeah. all my energy into something that I don't know is for certain. Yeah, why? Because I could put my energy towards something else that matters right now in this moment. Yeah. And then when I get to that moment, I'll worry about it. We talked about Jesus like a little bit, like he's a little bit like an imaginary friend. <laughs> I know to a lot of you that's like very hurtful because you know him so well. But realistically, you never met the dude. I know who we did say. You don't it's know like him. imaginary friend. You don't know who he is. I would say it's safe to say that you don't really know the guy at all. Like, I just feel like to each their own. But if I'm going to take all this time, like two times a week, and I'm going to go volunteer at the church and do all this stuff at the church... I would rather go volunteer down at the Tessa domestic violence shelter and like help people get to better situations. That's what Jesus would do. And then I would feel better because I know that I like am actually helping someone who's still alive and like. Is there value in going to church? And then yeah, I like I like Sundays. I like going for community, right? Good messages. Good messages, and I think it is important to be spiritual a little bit. You know, you could go to the domestic violence and help them. But I also think it's important to have, like, one day towards yeah. that. So then when you are on your deathbed, you're not like, oh, my gosh, I should have spent more time at the church. Well, I was just thinking when you said, like, on Sunday when we're worshiping or, like, whatever, like, everybody wears those WWJD bracelets and stuff. Like, what would Jesus do? Oh. And so... For real, what would Jesus would he rather have you sitting in a church worshiping him or out helping your fellow man, like helping at Tessa, 
helping the homeless, like doing something that's actually helpful instead of like yeah. worshiping him. He really wants like all of, like millions and millions of people to be in worshiping him instead of helping each other. I guess it's because like if you invite people though, then they get help from the messages. Yeah. So it is helpful. See, I like the messages. Yeah. I'm just saying like one day a week is good, but there's people who spend every single day of their whole entire life focus on just that and nothing yeah. else. Do you know what I was thinking? It's almost like massive group therapy. It Religion. is. It's like the it guy, because really he talks about, like today he talked about relinquish control. Like you can't control things. And like therapists would say the same, same thing. Like you're trying to control things so much. And so he had us write down on a little piece of paper, like what is it you're trying to control the most? And then if you want, you can share it with somebody. And so, like, I wrote, I care too much what people think about me. I try to control, like, how people see me. And then I exchanged it with this lady, and her says, like, she wants to control, like, the future. Like, yeah. control herself in the future. And then Kelsey had one, Sophie had one. Like, so everybody wrote something. But that's just, like, a good life lesson. <laughs> Like, you should relinquish control of certain things because it's a waste of your time and your energy. And that's a good message for everybody to have. So they leave there feeling, like, slightly worked on. That's why I like going to this church. Yeah. Because whenever I originally thought about church, I thought it was all just going to be, like, just Bible stories. Yeah. And they weren't going to really relate it to your life and make it, like, personal. But then they pushed baptism so hard at the end. They do. So many people said yes today. So many people. There was like 30 people. Usually there's like one or two. But you know, I figured it out. I figured out why. Because I was like, why'd that work so well? Because it's basically like large sales scales or sale, scale sales. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, okay, so his whole message was surrender, 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 surrender. And so like everybody in their head is like, he's right. You do need to surrender. And then he painted a picture of, are you not surrendering yourself to Christ? Kind of guilt trippy. Yeah. And then by the end, he's convinced you that like, this is the right thing. And you know, it's the right thing about the thing you wrote down. So you trust him that he's right also about giving yourself to Jesus. That's when they hook you. That's that big old harpoon through the side. <laughs> and then you get a calling. And then all of a sudden, all your friends are Jesus lovers. And then you have no thoughts on your own anymore. I did love the big guy right in front of us. Yeah. With the all like both of his arms were sleeved up with tattoos, long hair, sweatpants, like baggy sweater. Yeah. And he was like really getting into it. I'm like this guy yeah. is here because it's Easter Sunday and he's And he just fell in love with Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. He's going to be a story about like he accepted Jesus and his whole life has turned around ever since he got baptized, but if you didn't get baptized and you just committed to like at the end of it, he's like, be better. Dr like stop trying to control this one thing. Next week, we're going to talk about this. I love you all. Thank you for believing in me. I believe in all of you. Goodbye. Like that could be the same thing as like, get baptized. It's like, come next week and we'll talk about like anxiety. Why it's a bad thing for you and how to do things to work on it. And you'd be like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to go dunk underwater? I know. It does get a little awkward at that point. It's the I'm most like, awkward. I enjoy the message, but then when they're like, baptism, baptism, I'm like, I'm not getting baptized. I've already been baptized. Me too. But
They would want me to get rebaptized. I'm telling you, it's a it's a part of the process where like there's a little bit of paperwork recorded on you, and then you're a baptized member of Life Church. Now they have your record. Now you're now part of say, their culture. This many people cult. were baptized, and they get yes. bigger and bigger and make more money. So they make more money, but if the this is the same thing as the Mormon Church. Like this is it's the same thing with all religion. There's good within them. Because there's like community yeah. and like you, you can use the money to do good. Mm -hmm. But then there's also like a lot of emotional damage <laughs> emotional <laughs> without damage. them even trying to. Because people lose sight of like what they want mm -hmm. and they give in to this like organization's ideas of what they want. And sometimes I think the two don't match up and people like lose sight of their dreams yeah. <laughs> i'm terrified this lady last week was talking to me and she's like you could join a, a group and this and that and i straight up was like I'm, i don't want to be a dick you did say i was like that. i don't want to be rude but like i don't have any i don't have any desire to do anything except for come here for an hour on sunday exactly. get the coffee and the donuts and talk to the pastor for a second and then like go home that's, that's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. And I was like, I swear. That's good enough. And I was like, honestly, if it gets to the point where people start to push, like activity, that's when I'm out. Yeah. Because I'm doing this for myself and I'm here every week. Yep. But then and I do feel like it gets we, to the point where you should volunteer because you should do good for the other people that are now coming. Yeah. How do you not cross over the line and get sucked in by the control freaks though? Oh or maybe gosh. these guys would let you just like chill and be baptized and doesn't even matter. Maybe I just don't trust religion anymore. You don't. You don't trust a lot of things. <laughs> I don't trust anything. Uh, I have to get the laundry. That's where we're going to end it? I just have to get the laundry so we can go upstairs when the kids go to bed. Okay. Oh, wait. I'll go get I'm it. I'm just going to carry it. Sorry. You know my brain. Who's gonna it carry just totally the shifted. Can you continue your podcast? All right, say bye. Sorry. Are you leaving? <laughs> yeah. All right. So to sum up the podcast, I think that everybody should take a really hard look at religion, Christianity, the whole thing, just in like a big picture outside of that picture, like. Take Jesus and like shrink the idea and then see a bigger picture than Jesus. Like who was before Jesus? Does Jesus have a God that he reports to? Could there have been multiple people that like lived? Maybe one was like in China or one was like in America or one was like all these different Jesuses. And we just haven't discovered all the records of all these miracle workers that also lived again. And so maybe... I'm just saying, like, maybe it's different. We're only getting a little tiny piece of the truth. And I think that we can all agree that Jesus was a good person that wasn't trying to do anything bad for humanity. And he was really trying to help people be comforted. So if that's his message, that's a good message for me. And hopefully I didn't offend everybody on here and if i did is probably good for you when you feel offended 
is probably something that like needs to change within you. I could be wrong also what I'm talking about, but the way that you feel is on you, not me. Peace. All right, this guy I was talking about in this is called Arigo, A-R-I-G-O. He's the guy, this Brazilian healer that believed in psychic healing, psychic surgery, op, surgery. doing surgery <laughs> with like utensils and like his hands. So believe me or not, I'm just saying there's stories about him that this guy and probably a lot of other guys, if we heard their stories, were similar to Jesus.